Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. My name is Zach Stern. I am the founder and CEO at Official. What I realized is that dating apps don't make a lot of sense. And instead of helping you find someone, I wanted to help you keep someone. So the one thing that's really interesting about LaunchHouse is you actually don't have to give equity in your company to go. So LaunchHouse is something where you pay rent to actually live in the house like you would anywhere else. And that's something that allows you to actually be in LA in an incredible area in Beverly Hills, which for most people, you don't have that option to no matter what. So the opportunity to actually live in Paris Hilton's old house, like you said, is an incredible opportunity. And then to be surrounded by so many smart people, you just get this catalyst of events and this kind of water cooler effect where you're just chatting with so many different people. I remember when I was there, I was working with some people on cryptocurrency, just chatting away. We were looking at different tweet bots and we were kind of just overall having a good time and really interested in what each other was working on, we'd really try to help each other. And it was something where you were learning from some of the smartest people in the world. You have top tier VCs coming in. You have different aspects of people coming in for SEO, for pitch review, for marketing. And it really, the goal is to help you launch something incredible while you're there. And everyone in the house is one of the biggest resources. So that's what you're really lucky to have. And all these experts don't cost extra. You don't have to pay to meet with them when they come to Launch House. I mean, it, it's an amazing resource. Talk to me about how Launch House, like the tangibles, how Launch House directly helped official skyrocket. What were some of the pain points that you experienced during your time there? And by the way, how long were you there? Like what, what's the duration of stay at Launch House? And where did Launch House help you solve those pains or catapult you to have that tremendous growth that you've had? Yeah, so Launch House is a month long, just about four weeks uh, is each cohort. It happens about every month, and each cohort is now individualized, so it's a specific topic around what it is. For me, one thing that I learned that's really interesting, and you're going to laugh, is Twitter. So I learned how to actually use Twitter effectively. So when I was at Launch House, I was learning how to use Twitter, and they really teach you how to tweet, what, who to follow, and all these different things, which seems really trivial, but it's helped so much. I had one tweet when I was at Launch House, or right when I got back from Launch House, got like 330,000 impressions. So I had a bunch of angels reach out to me. I had a bunch of VCs reaching out. And it was this kind of thing where you really learn that a lot of the social networking and a lot of the professional networking isn't done on LinkedIn, it's done on Twitter. And Launch House really shows you that and it teaches you how to do that. Additionally, for official, Launch House was something where it helped me understand TikTok better. It helped me understand social media better and what goes into making a top tier app and really what goes into the analytics aspect of it. So they really try to teach you whatever you're willing to learn and everyone there is very open to chatting with you. 
And I want to get a little bit more into Twitter because um, it's really important actually to the LA tech culture right now. But before I do, just to kind of touch base, how large is your team? Have you guys raised? Yeah, so my team, uh, we have about seven people on the team right now. We raised a pre-seed round and we're in the midst of raising our seed round right now. It's been a really interesting time. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, so that's where we are for official. Hi, this is John King. I'm founder of TAP. TAP is a product recommendation app. We're based in West Hollywood. I mean, our beachhead that we've realized are our moms. Moms in West LA, for instance. Uh, you know, there are three levels of moms. There are the new moms, the soccer moms, and then the empty nester moms. And moms have been awesome because they onboard like 25 to 30 of their friends and constantly share all sorts of recommendations from beauty to skincare to kids products to, you know, food, wine, so on and so forth. But it's really meant, TAP is really meant for anyone to kind of come on and create your own personalized private community that you can share among people that you know and trust and quickly find the recommendations that you're wondering about. And What is your driver? Because growing a company is not easy and having invested all of your own money, why is this so important to you to wake up every day and make so much sacrifice? Well, you know, there's been a waste of time and resources that come along the way with consumerism. And what we like to do is cut out the noise. You know, in social media, as well as certain marketplaces, there are too many fake reviews and, and, and fake recommendations or disingenuine recommendations. And, you know, the, the life experience I've had being a traveler before, even though, you know, we're not really necessarily a travel product anymore, but getting these awesome recommendations from people you really know and trust and having that connection because we connect on based on standards and values is so key because you know you can find the wrong type of recommendations or reviews elsewhere from a marketplace or a review site and when you actually experience that journey uh, it becomes half filled and so to the delight of the recommendations I've always gotten from dear friends and family, it transcends exactly to products where if I wanted to replace a vacuum cleaner, I know a few friends that would know about vacuum cleaners more than I would, and I would trust their recommendations and not have to go through that shopping, buying, and then return and reshop journey. And so that there's a lot of time wasted, money wasted, and the environmental cost is even greater. You know, I just want to bring up the point that in 2019, 5 billion tons of landfill waste was attributable to online returns, uh, which is an alarming number. And that's just online returns. That's not the packaging. These are returned items that, you know, companies just want to discard because it's cheaper for them to do that. As far as I'm aware, you haven't raised money, right? No, I haven't raised any money. I have an angel lined up, and I can't announce who that person is, but when the time is right, I think we'll bring him on. 
So I was curious because some companies don't want to raise money at all. So I was curious if raising money is a direction that you wanted to head in to help you propel growing. Oh, absolutely. I think that there can be some great partnerships. It's just a matter of time to find the right partners uh, that we can get along uh, for the long haul, because this is a journey that's going to be 10 plus years. My name is Jay Kinga. I am a tramp wall and circus acrobat who's creating a business between circus and live performance and the connection between social media. I have 1.4 million followers on TikTok and I'm currently based in Tarzana. Performing has a, a half-life, right? Like you eventually can't do what you do anymore. So I knew I wanted to start building into so, some bigger skill sets and I wanted to start performing and directing my own shows and just being able to create my own stuff. So I needed to raise capital to build a tramp wall. Now, trampolines that we use are pretty expensive. They're like about $10,000, which when you think of normal trampolines, you're like, oh, I'll just go to Walmart and get one for $300. Sometimes find a deal for cheaper. Like it's a big difference. And then I I wanted a wall as well, which is another, because we basically take like pallet racks in Home Depot, you know, all the shelving units that all the stuff you buy is on. We basically build a wall out of that because you can just like roll up, set them up, put the racks in and then put on a wall. And now you have a tramp wall. So I needed capital to do my own show. My brainstorming process was like, what is the minimum viable product that I can basically do to get away with this? And how can I cut? Cause I think I just read, Oh, what's that book? It's like a million dollars. But one of the things that they talked about was just like, how can you cut your losses? Like if you're going to make a million dollars, it's not so much about how to make a million dollars, but like how to not lose money. That's like what most of the successful people do. So I was like, how can I get this show done without just taking out a loan for $15,000 and then not having it pan out and not selling tickets? Right. I raised money through this Kickstarter because it's all or nothing, right? Like if I raise enough money, I have enough to buy the thing. And if I don't, no one, no one donates their money. So for me, I went with Kickstarter versus like GoFundMe or some of these other ones. The trampoline, I knew I could rent or borrow if I needed to. So that wasn't within the cost. And then I pitched it to my school that I'm from and was like, Hey, I want to put on this show here. And for them, it was like crazy. Cause like nothing like that has happened there. Like I come from a tiny, I'm coming from the, a village. All right. It is the village of climate. Where are you from? Where are you from originally? Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Okay. And so I'm from this tiny school and for a lot of them, they haven't ever even seen a circus. So I was like, I'm going to put on the show. And then they actually went to some of the investors that they had been talking to for their school. And they're like, Hey, let's put on a promotional event. You guys, then I don't even have to sell tickets. We'll just put on the show for free. They'll raise the the rest of the money for my performers that I was going to hire. I wanted to do it also at my school because it's like a low barrier of entry, right? Like if you're trying to put on your first ever show and it's like in LA at a huge venue, like the risks are way harder. So I was just like, let me start off with something small and obtainable. And then I'll gather a bunch of experience from that. And then the next event that I can do, can be a lot bigger. So walk us through on why you have an LLC and how that fuels your business moving forward and and just all of the business behind the TikToks and the YouTube that you create. Yeah. So the beginning was I launched a Kickstarter to raise money for a trampoline wall because they're expensive. That way I could put on a show for my hometown school. That all went super successfully and it was an awesome learning experience. Everyone had a great time. So then fast forward about I think a year ish, 
then the uh, pandemic happened and I started making money through social media. And I was like, I already have this uh, LLC that was already in, in the entertainment industry. I can use that for this endeavor. And then also we had like a group of people that we were content creating with. And so it made sense for like the housing that we were doing because we were doing Airbnbs for all of us to stay in to create this content. That's a business expense. So we could kind of like put those things towards that in the structure. And I'm not the best. I mean, you guys are the business people, most of them. So (laughs) I'm usually getting advice from like your audience. So I don't know all of the hacks and tips and tricks. It's just little things that I picked up or people have told me that I've been trying to implement. But now I just use that as like the business side of my social media business, so to speak. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.